Jesus, thank You that we can come into Your presence, that we can worship like this. Um, you say as we draw close to You, You draw close to us. So even in this moment, we can trust for You to touch us, God. We can ask You to touch our life. And God, we know whatever You can touch, You can transform. So will You do that? Will You transform us, God? Will you, If there's stress and worry in our hearts, God, will You transform our minds to, to be focused on You and the truth of who You are, God? Um, God, we submit to You now. God, there's a desire to do Your will. We have this desire, so we submit to You now. Scripture says as we do it, we can resist the devil. Thank You that he has to flee. Pray to protection on us and our children. Pray in this hedge of protection You'd minister to us, bring freedom and healing into our life and also soften our hearts so that Your Word can be planted in it, God. If anyone is without hope, God, pray right now that You would draw them unto Yourself, knock on the door of their heart so they can open up that door and receive You as their Saviour in Jesus' Name. Everyone believe it's it? Amen. Awesome. You guys can take your seats. Good morning to everyone. I trust that you are well. To our first-time guests, um, it's so good to have you. Of course, if you drink our coffee, it's a spiritual step. You actually do fall more in love with Jesus. Um, because it tastes so good, you'll say, thank you, Jesus, for this coffee. So trust it, whatever, mochaccino, hot chocolate. Um, I hope you grab that. And of course, for our new people, straight off the service at the View Group and out the doors, you can grab your first cup. And then any info you need, you can grab that. We're also baptizing people at the end of the service. So if you did come prepared to be water baptized, um, you can, of course, go get changed. Ladies and the ladies, tourists, gents and the gents, at the end of the service. And, and of course, if you want to be water baptized um, you, and you didn't come prepared, we've got top shorts and towels. They've all been cleaned, washed, ready for you. But water baptism is the public declaration of people's faith. It's in the Bible, you'll see people People got baptized and that same moment they, sorry, people got saved and that same moment they got water baptized. And even as you are saved, the Bible teaches us that spiritually, you are spiritually baptized into the family of Christ. And then what happens is God shows us that our next step is water baptism. And Jesus actually got water baptized. We follow His example. And it's a picture of what's happened to us spiritually. That just like Christ was went to the grave, our past is buried. And like Christ rose, we rise out of the water as a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. And we declare our faith publicly before the family of Christ. It's a, it's a step of faith, a step of obedience. And, and it's, it starts your journey of obedience. So I encourage you to get water baptised. And, and the cool thing about your baptism is, you know, whenever your, your old self tries to show up at the door and knock, you go, you've been buried. I'm a new creation in Christ. Um, I'm not my past. I'm actually who, what, who Christ says I am. And, and so I encourage you to get water baptised and to go on the journey. Of course, I got water baptised when there was ice. They broke through it. And anyone who gets water baptised in ice, they actually get a front row in heaven. Um, like, like, how do you guys know that? Anyway, and it's actually in the back of the Bible, like in the, like, anyway, in the small writing, T's and C's. Anyway, so, but... Um, the water is warm, actually. So you got warm water, you're blessed. And, um, and yeah, so I've no doubt uh, you'll be blessed. And let's celebrate with them um, as we do it. Um, just just a, even as I was worshiping, just remember this, that, that honour is the, is the cement in the kingdom of heaven. There, there's, it not only binds together, but it helps you build. There's a heavenly cement. And, um, when I was... Um, when I was young at school, before I got saved, one of the biggest blessings was I had this desire to honour my parents. 
And it actually was the gravity in my life. When my friends were pulled in the wrong direction, my question was, would my parents be happy? And, and I encourage you, once I got saved, I asked that question about God. And, and a lot of us are going, why is my life always tossed around? Create some gravity, put some honour in your life, honour God. And that's why even when Chris mentioned tithes, it says, honour God with the first fruits. God says, because a lot of people say, how do I honour you, God? Then God gives you direction. And that's why we teach these principles. But I'm not trying to speak just about that principle. I'm trying to teach you how to create some gravity in your life. And young people, um, don't ever walk away from that honour of your parents. God, it's a blessing to you as a child. It's going to create gravity in your life. It's going to keep you stable and strong. And I thank God that I had my parents and things would happen. They'd be far away. And the first thought was, if my parents are here, they would not be happy. I'm not going to do that. And the same now, now it's transferred to God. So I encourage you to, to keep gravity in your life. Um, it's going to make you strong and stable. You're going to make better decisions. You're going to become a leader if you have honour in your life, especially when you honour God, young people, honour your parents. And of course, as you're old, honour your parents. It says, if you honour your parents, you'll have long life. Okay. It's also a promise that comes with honour. How much more as you honour God will you experience eternal life and will you experience the blessings of heaven? We've been doing our, our vision series. It's wide awake. And, and last year, we, a few of us chatted. We prayed over two weeks. And we sensed that God was saying we need to be wide awake in 2024. And, and um, there's a scripture in Ephesians that says, Awake, O sleeper. And, and it says, see the opportunity, that the opportunities to serve God. We want to be wide awake to the opportunity. It goes on to say, it says, don't get drunk on wine. And, and we're living in a world that's stressed out and how do you take the edge off it? Um, you may be good drunk on wine. I'm not speaking against alcohol, but the Bible also says, if you drink, don't get drunk. It's unwise to, to drink too much. And the Scripture says, don't get drunk on wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. And so even as you are under stress, I, I'm speaking to people, you, I'm not trying to condemn you. I'm saying you might be stressed and God is inviting you in that stress to experience His touch. And even as you feel that stress, say to God, I want to do this, but I know you're inviting me to experience your spirit. Will you fill me with your spirit? And Scripture says, if an earthly parent will give good gifts, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit if you ask? And right there, as you ask for His Spirit, He's going to give you His Spirit. You're going to have a spirit of a builder. You're going to have strength beyond uh, that moment. And But in that giving in to a temporary fix, you actually end up dampening um, that awareness that God wants to give you, that to stay wide awake, to fulfill the purpose that God has for you, to actually make wise decisions. So awake, O sleeper, stay wide awake. We mentioned that we want to be wide awake in purpose. Last week we spoke about being wide awake in what we speak. See, it's you're either going to speak life or you're going to speak death. And the question isn't about when I was a youth pastor, kids. Um, Andre, um, which clubs can I go to? Like, you know, like it was always like, how far can I go? I want to date this girl. How far? Like it was always a hard, like, you know, where's the line? Like the imaginary line. And um, Andre, what words can I say? Listen, it's not about what you can say or do. It's about what brings life, what brings death. Because even Joshua says, God, I stand before you and I call you to make a decision. You choose life or death. And then Joshua says, and the answer is life, choose life. And, and really, even in your speech, uh, you can say, but I'm allowed to say that. No, no, no. My question is, does it bring life or does it bring death? And that's your question. And, and so even as we are wide awake, our question is, what on earth am I doing for heaven's sake? 
That, that's our tagline that we want to keep you awake. But you can also ask yourself, is what I'm saying now producing life or is what I'm saying now producing death? And I'm going to speak life. Uh, Romans 1 verse 21 Today I want to speak about staying wide awake in thanksgiving and praise. I wanted to give you keys in this month. So remember, purpose will keep you wide awake. Your speech will keep you awake. And thanksgiving and praise will keep you wide awake to the purpose, opportunity of God to fulfill the will of God in 2024. Romans 1 verse 21 says, For though they knew God, they neither glorified Him as God nor gave thanks to Him, but their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. So of course, they, they got to a place where they weren't thanking God and, and they, 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 they're thinking, uh, there was no potential in their thinking. Even if they thought a lot, it was futile. It just led to a dead end. You know what I mean? And, and a lot of, it says, there's a way that seems right to man and the end it leads to death. And we're living in a world that glorifies their thinking. But, but the thinking in the back end of praising man is futile. But the thinking on the back end of praising God is great, it's wise, and it's going to lead to life. And, and so they became futile in their thinking and foolish, their hearts were foolish and they were darkened. It says, although they claimed to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like a mortal human being and birds and animals and reptiles. And of course, they worshipped man-made things, they worshipped creation instead of the Creator. And, and, and they're thinking, and they, the Scripture shows that they became foolish as they stopped worshipping God. And, and so you and I need to, to, to actually understand that even as we worship God and thank Him, it's actually going to be one of the wise things we do. Because even as you start your day, before your business meetings, decisions, thank God. As you do it, you're going to lift your eyes. You're going to see, you remember, He's the King of Kings. He's the Lord of Lords. He's on the throne. He's made no mistakes. He made you wonderfully and skillfully. He knows every day ahead of you, Scripture says. That's how He knitted you in your mother's womb. He saw the days and He knitted you for those days. You worship Him, praise Him. You're going to actually be way better for that meeting you're about to enter. Way clearer in your thinking. You're not going to have futile thinking. But it's people who stop praising. God. They have futile thinking. And you can read great books and pat yourself on the back and, and think it's great, but it actually, it says they thought they were wise, but they were fools. And so you and I would be foolish not to praise God and worship God. James 3 verse 1 um, says, Dear brothers and sisters, not many of you should become teachers in the church, for we who teach will be judged more strictly. Okay, it's a good warning. That's just for Sabelo because he's here. You know, not for me. Anyway, I'm joking. I receive it. It's a challenge. Imagine going to class and everyone we're doing a test and um, Sabelo, we're going to mock you more harshly. Yeah, that would be quite hectic, hey? But imagine having the King of Heaven say that to you. You better take that seriously. And, and if we're living in a world that everyone wants to be a teacher. Hey, on social media, just follow my page. I'm going to teach you. You know what I mean? Like, we live in, remember, if you're a parent, you're a teacher, because you actually are supposed to. God's going to ask you how you taught your children about Him. You're a teacher. And so be wise. Uh, don't just... And, and, and what uh, James is trying to say is it's a challenge to, to people who teach in the church, who, who lead their children as well, and maybe lead a, a Bible study, a view group, um, uh, but to, to actually be aware of this. Because um, then he goes on to say, for we all teach, we judge more strictly. Indeed, we all make many mistakes. So we can all agree that we're not perfect. And we're going, to need, we're going to need God's help. And so even as we teach, stay humble. Because you must remember, knowledge puffs up. Sometimes, you know, we think we're better than we are. Don't go there. 
We are saved by the grace of God. We need Jesus. We all make mistakes. No one's better than anyone else. We're all in the same boat. Um, we, we're all beggars at the table asking for crumbs and even just a bit of grace. It will be sufficient. We need your grace, God. And so, so, so James is waking us up. Okay, so, so just stay humble. He says, indeed, we all make mistakes. For if we could control our tongues, we would be perfect. We'd control ourselves in every other way. So James is warning us, saying, you need to watch your tongue. And, and if you can control your tongue, you can control everything else. There's this guy who keeps showing up on my social media. He's like mean. He looks in great shape. He's a bit older. It's hilarious. Like the guy, like really, I don't like him at all. Like any guy, like, you know, I see a guy on the beach, great shape. I'm like, Jesus, get him off the beach. Anyway, like, you know, really like, why not me, God? Anyway, um, but this guy's in great shape. And, and um, it's so funny, he does these business talks and he's like, he, the funniest thing, I, like I actually have to, then he tells guys, get, get up, take your top off. And then these dudes all got dad bods, you know, and he's like, are you happy with yourself? Do you think people are going to take you seriously? Are you going to walk into a business deal and people are going to go, oh, who's this guy? Like, like he just crushes them. Like, like, like a, and like, of course... You know, like he's really sharing. If you've got a six pack, you can change the world. And this year, I think we should all get healthier. I agree. Well, God's given us a body to healthy. But James would get up in his class if he was there and say, hey, bro, because this guy curses and goes at dudes. He, James would say, hey, listen, yeah, you get a six pack, but if you control your mouth, you can do anything. And a lot of us, a lot of us actually forget that. And we feel justified to say things. And if we're going to be wide awake to the purpose of God, we're going to have to actually um, go, hey, I'm going to be a bit slow to speak 2024. And then I'm going to ask, is what I'm saying leading, bringing life or is what I'm saying bringing death? You must remember, Scripture says, you eat off the fruit of your lips. And it says, and people who love to speak, they get a lot of those words and they diet. And if you eat, if you speak good words, you'll truly be satisfied. You know, have you ever seen your marriage is probably the most satisfied when you're speaking life to each other, husband and wife, speaking life over your wife. But when you actually are fighting, even though you're, like you're getting it out, there's no satisfaction. There's an emptiness, there's death. You're eating it. And you must remember, even though you're cursing somebody, that's your diet because you eat your own words. And so James would make us say, hey, just check your words. It says, you know, uh, he goes into saying, verse 7, people can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and fish, but no one can tame the tongue. It's restless and evil, full of deadly poison. He even says that the tongue is lit on fire by hell itself. You actually think about Peter, he's a good guy. Jesus says, I'm going to the cross. He says, no, don't do it. You don't need to. Jesus says, get behind me, Satan. It's like that tongue was lit in fire, but it's up in a way. You know, you, what you're saying is not of me. I, I have to, uh, you, you're saying it for your sake, but for the people's sake, I need to lay down my life. And it can sound quite strong, but you and I, that's not even a hectic example, but haven't you ever had your tongue lit in fire and you drove home and said, why did I say that? You know what I mean? Like I feel worse. Like I didn't feel any better by saying it. Like I actually like, and that's the thing. It says it can start a fire and James is going, it's a full of deadly poison. And he says, um, you, you can tame all kinds of animals, 
but, but he's trying to point out that you can't tame the tongue. He says, sometimes it praises our Lord and Father and sometimes it curses those who've been made in the image of God. Question, who was made in the image of God? Who? Everyone. Even people from different political parties? Yes. And so we praise on Sunday, but we curse on Monday. <laughs> James, he actually says it. He says, you know, you, you praise and then you curse made in God's image. And so blessing and cursing come pouring out the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, he says, this is not right. And he's calling us to see that if you're praising God on Sunday, but cursing, he says, it's not right. There's, there's something that's wrong. And he goes on to say, you know what I mean? Um, surely, brothers, it's not right that spring water bubble um, out of both fresh water and bitter water. Does a fig tree produce olives or grapevine produce figs? No, you can't draw fresh water from a salty spring. He's saying, you can't tell me this is an apple tree and then oranges grow in it. And then you just live in your world. <laughs> no, bro, it's an apple tree. Uh, this is a Christian and, and this is what comes out of that, because from the heart, the mouth speaks. And so, so listen, you, you can sleep in a garage. Does it make you a car? No. You can come to church. Does it make you a Christian? No, it's actually in a relationship with Jesus. And, and, and the thing is, Jesus gives you a new nature. Public people can be water baptized. They're declaring that God's made them new. And so you might say, you know, I am an apple tree now. I've joined View Church, but I still produce. I'm, I, no, no, no. You've got a new nature. You've got an you got an apple tree nature. You're a new creation in Christ. And so, so if oranges do grow, you can come to God. You know, if you eat McDonald's burgers, does it make you a burger? It does. That was a trick question. Don't eat McDonald's burgers. Anyway, it's dangerous. If you are finding that you're praising on Sundays and cursing on Mondays, come to God. This is a warning, but an invitation. Because He's the one who can give you a new nature. He can transform your heart. And if you find that you're almost living in your past, your old nature, kill that sucker in the waters of baptism. We bury it. Eh? Drown them. But no, you know I mean? You... You're carrying your past. You're not that anymore. Come to Jesus. Let Him do renewing work. So even as I say these things, all of us, I'm not just saying, I'm speaking to myself right now. We all also have the same invitation to a gracious God. Who will He? We're His children. My children make mistakes. They come and, and but they're my children. How much more with the heavenly Father? As you come to Him, will He restore you? Will He help you? It's an invitation. 2024, you're going to speak life. You're going to speak life. You're going to come to God and say, I'm not here. I don't want to live in the, with praising you. I'm going to actually praise you because there's so much life in it and I'm going to speak it. And so I want to encourage you. One of the keys to be wide awake is choose to stay thankful and joyful. Um, Paul chose to stay thankful and joyful. He's one of the big examples. Uh, he, was, he was in jail. He was beaten, shipwrecked. Um, he was stoned. And that's with proper stones, not recreationally. I know some of you are thinking, at least he got a bit of time off. Anyway, bad joke. Yeah. 
Stay with me. I won't crack any more bad jokes. But, but Paul, in all his hard times, he actually stayed thankful. 2 Corinthians 6 verse 10, he says, Sorrowful, yet always rejoicing. Poor, yet making many rich. That's so interesting to me that we think that the impact we're going to make in the world, we can't do it because somehow we, we're in a season of lack. But he was poor, yet making many rich, having nothing, yet possessing everything. Of course, he's, he understood to have Christ, he's to have everything. Pause in prison. This is in Philippians 4 verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord. I'll say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident. The Lord is near. Rejoice in the Lord. And again, I say rejoice. Let that be something that carries on. Rejoice and again rejoice. And, and let that be a decision you make in 2024. To, today I'm going to rejoice. Again tomorrow I'm going to rejoice. On Tuesday I'm going to rejoice in the Lord again. Again on and And I'm not perfect, but I'm going to decide now that I'm going to change the way I wake up. I'm going to rejoice in the Lord. I actually jumped a scripture, Isaiah 61. It's a pro prophecy and I won't read through all of it, but it says it's pretty much the prophecy that God will pour His Spirit upon us. And it speaks about the ministry um, that He'll give to us. And, and I love it. It says um, that, that He'll give us beauty for ashes, the, that the oil of joy uh, for mourning, a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness and, and, and the ministry, the end times, the spirit will be poured out. And even as we're living in a, a world where there's so much heaviness, God wants to give us a garment of praise. And I want to encourage you every morning now, you're going to decide, I'm going to rejoice every morning. I'm going to put a garment of praise on. I'm actually going to, you know, I'm, when, as I brush my teeth, as I uh, get ready, you know, all those things I do, I'm also going to spiritually put on a garment of praise. As I put it on, I say, God, you're in control. You're the King of Kings. You're the Lord of Lords. Nothing is impossible for you. Um, I'm the apple of your eye. I don't deserve it. I can't believe it, but I'm the apple of your eye. Uh, you died on the cross for me, God. Um, it says the earth is your footstool. I praise you, God. You're on the throne. So much is happening, but you're still in charge. You know whatever lies ahead. You know, I don't know what, uh, what the future holds, but I know that you hold everything. You hold the future. I praise you. I'm putting up the garment. I praise I'm going to rejoice. So, so Paul had this ability, even in jail, he rejoiced. You know, I mean, even on a ship on the way to, to Rome, he rejoiced. Even in, the, in, in, in Ephesus, speaking 2000s, he rejoiced in the Lord. No matter what he was doing, he rejoiced. I encourage you, you're going to be wide awake. You're going to be wide awake to opportunity. You're going to be wide awake to the leading of the Holy Spirit as you rejoice in the Lord. So I'm going to give you some keys quickly. Um, and that we can learn. Number one, thanksgiving, praise, replace worry. Thanksgiving and praise replace worry. Philippians 4 verse 6, the Message Bible says, don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers. Let God know your concerns. And so, you know, I love that. It says, let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers. And so even as worry might knock at your door, every morning you're going to praise God. And all of a sudden as you praise, it's going to, it's going to help you to pray. You're going to pray full of faith. It's going to help you to let go of some stuff at the cross. 
at the feet of Jesus. And so as you put the garment of praise on, as you thank God and praise Him, you're going to replace worry because because worry, um, um, the original word for worry is strangle. So worry wants to wake you up in the morning and strangle you. You know what I mean? Like, let's go through the day together. I want you to choke, worry, stress. I want you to be under severe pressure. And right morning, you already start and you set the tone. You're going to put a garment of praise. You're going to thank God. You're going you're gonna to praise Him. And, and of course, what, what worry does is worry, worry borrows from the future. Uh, it hasn't happened yet, and you're giving your emotions um, into tomorrow. That's actually supposed to be now. You're giving it to the future. And so you're not present. You're not wide awake in the present. You'll walk past opportunities with your family, work opportunities. You'll walk past opportunities just to pray for a work colleague, to, to, to invite somebody. You'll work past all of them because you're living in tomorrow because you're worrying. Worries invited you into tomorrow and it wants you to spend what was is for today into tomorrow. And the crazy thing is you can't even guarantee that worry is going to happen. Here's the thing. If, if it does happen, you'll worry twice. <laughs> if it doesn't happen, you've wasted your emotions on something that never happened. And so publicly, actually, publicly, God says, this is how I want you to face it. And it's actually not... God's will for your life. It says Matthew 6 verse 34, therefore do not worry about tomorrow. There, be released. <laughs> like you know, somehow you're, you're not a mature person because you're not worrying. There it is. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Tomorrow's already doing the work. You know what I mean? Like, like you know what I mean? You need to be good at, at handing out the work. Tomorrow, here's some worry. You sort it out. Today, here's some praise. I'm going to start. I'm going to put a garment of praise on and I'm going to turn what, what was worry into prayer. And that's powerful. Prayer moves the hand of God. So, so worry, worry that you got to live in tomorrow, but today is the day of praise. Today is the day of the Lord. He's mercy new every morning. I'm putting the garment of praise. It's a simple principle. It's just number two, thanksgiving and praise relinquish control. Because let's face it, it's only really heavy. The only reason it's heavy is because you and I are carrying it. But you and I are supposed to be yoked to the Lord. And, and if we yoke to the Lord, just, we're not going to even touch it. Have you ever carried some stuff with friends and then realised you didn't, weren't even needed? You just become, yeah, let's go, go, go. go. Like, you know, like, and they're like, well, not with God. God was carried with His pinky. And you'll go, wow, this is easier. There's a grace. And, and so you need to relinquish control. You, you, God's already showed you the pattern. You're supposed to be journeying with Him. And His yoke partnered with Him. And His burden, His yoke is easy. His burden is light. And, and the way to carry on stopping yourself from taking control and carrying what you shouldn't is in thanks and praise. Philippians 4 verse 6 says, I pray and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And I love it. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ. It's like almost like you get the ultimate peace security company coming into your life in the morning already. It puts a guard around your heart and your mind. You must remember, as a person thinks in their hearts, so is he or she. And of course, we transform our mind. And, and it says, God, your heart, it's the wellspring of life. You and I need to, God, the Scripture instructs us to guard our hearts. And thanks and praise, and, and which turns into praise. It's, it's a key to guarding your heart. 
And you have to guard your heart. You can't let your heart, have you ever let your heart just be smacked around at work? You come home and you just, you vomit all, it all over your family. It's like, it's because it's your safe place. Hey? So you shout at everyone in the house. <laughs> You've got no peace. But, but, but that's a place where you keep building. So already start your day. Garment of praise with prayers and petitions, praying, thanking God. Peace of God comes to my life. So you're relinquishing control. You're saying you're in control. And you must remember the people who became foolish in that scripture in Romans, they said they other things are my Saviour. But you and I, God, you're in control. You're my Saviour. I relinquish control. I, I partner with you. I'm not, not taking responsibility, but I'm, I'm doing this with you. Um, number three, thanksgiving and praise leads to healthy thinking. Remember our point in the, uh, it says these people, they became fools. They stopped thanking God. But we, in our thanking and praising of God, we actually start to think in a healthy way. Philippians 4 would say, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And so even as you start your morning with your garment of praise, why don't you have things you're going to think on today? Like, 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 you must remember, you need to think about what you're thinking about. That's the rule. If you stop thinking about what you're thinking about, you actually are letting yourself go into a place of no peace. But you actually, the, the guidelines you get from Scripture is to think about things that are praiseworthy. You know, I'd put Liverpool on the list, Springboks, Stormers. You know what I mean? You might have United Sharks. Take those things off in Jesus' name. Those things are stressful. But I want to encourage you to practice. If you don't naturally think of things that are praiseworthy, practice it. It's worth it. Write it down. Put it on your device. Screenshot it. Start to practice it and see what God does, the peace of God. You're going to relinquish control. You're going to start to think in a healthy way. Of course, Colossians 3 verse 2 says, think about things of heaven, not things of earth. Think about things of heaven. So we want you to be wide awake, of course, 2024. And one of the ways is you're going to be thinking about praiseworthy things. You're going to be thinking of things of heaven. God's on the throne. Thank you, Jesus. Um, thanksgiving and praise reveal contentment. Philippians 4 verse 12, I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in, in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. Of course, David says, as the Lord is my shepherd, I have all that I need. And that's, this year, contentment and peace. Wow. One of the, if you could live on contentment and peace street, <laughs> best place to live. Paul, he found a way to live in it in prison, on a ship, in Ephesus. He, he, he was content in all these spaces. And, and thanksgiving and praise opens your eyes. It helps you see that, what God, what, that right now you've got enough for now. I want to let you know, God's not asking you to be anyone else. He's not asking you to bring anything that somebody else has got. He's asking you to be available to Him right now with what He's given you. 
And once you praise and thank Him, you'll see, wow, for this step right now, I've got enough. And if you're faithful with this step, you'll be entrusted with much. Don't get distracted. The enemy wants you to be in a space where you're not content, you're discontent. He wants you to think that you don't have enough, that you can't make a difference, that you somehow are missing out on your destiny, that somebody else robbed you. No, 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 you've got enough. You've got enough for the next step. God's for you. God's for you. could be against you. Praise Him right now. He's given you more than enough for this step to be faithful. And you could be content. Can we do Hope Alive? Yes. Is that right? And then thanksgiving and praise rely on God. Again, what you're doing, you're in like this day ahead and you're going to rely on God again for the day. It says faith pleases God. And so yes, fear wants to grip you, but faith pleases God. We thank Him again and we have a day that pleases Him. We live a day that pleases Him. Philippians 4 verse 13, I can do everything through Him who gives me strength. Philippians 4 verse 19, and my God will meet all your needs according to His glorious riches in Christ. Proverbs 16 verse 20, those who trust in the Lord will be joyful. You know what's crazy is as you thank Him and praise Him, you'll feel like He's entered your situation. But what you won't realise is thanks and praise helps you get into His throne room. You've moved. You've actually got closer to God. You've actually got closer to the will of God. You've actually got closer to the plans of God. And, And what a blessing. You've changed your position. You guys want to quick stand. Let's declare this quickly before we pray. He keeps hoping. If you are getting water baptized, why don't you go get ready? Ladies, ladies, well, it's gents, gents. Like I said, if you want to get water baptized, you didn't come prepared, we've got clothes to you in the, the toilet so you can make your way there. Just with every eye closed quickly, I just want to pray for two groups of people. The first group, you've never actually asked Jesus to forgive you of your sins. And and Scripture says if you, don't, if you think you're without sin, you actually are lying to yourself. Just like you, I'm saved by the grace of God. And we all need His saving power. Scripture says the wages of sin is death. We can't pay that bill. But Scripture also says, but the gift of God is eternal life. It's a gift. How do you receive a gift? You can't earn it. You need to receive it. How do you receive it? You acknowledge, Jesus, I need this gift. As we acknowledge, as we confess that we need His forgiveness. Scripture says as we confess, 
confess that we are sinners, He's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. And that's His response as we confess. He forgives. And I want to invite you to confess this morning. I want to lead you in a confession. The second group is that you've done this, but He's not Lord of your life. He's not leading your life. Something else is leading your life. It might be material things, a career or stress or worry. And really what it means, He's not first in your life. You maybe try to put Him second or third or fourth, but you must remember, He's never ever come in those positions. If He's not first on your list, He's not on your list. And He only is in the position of Lord. He's the King of Kings. He's the Lord of Lords. He's the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. And for some of you, you need to almost say again, Jesus, lead my life. Be the Lord of my life. Take the steering wheel of my life. I want to lead those two groups in prayer. With every eye closed, out of respect, you might say, I'm in one of those groups. Lead me in that confession. I want to, if that's you, give me a wave. Say, I need to pray that prayer so I know who I'm praying for. God bless you. 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 Anyone else? Just give me a wave. Say, that's me. God bless you. 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 Thank you, Jesus. God bless you. Let's pray together. Jesus, I confess that I'm a sinner. Thank you that you're faithful and just to forgive me of my sins. I confess that you are the Son of God, the Lord of all, the King of kings. I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead. You've conquered the grave. The Bible says, because of this confession and this belief that I'm saved, that I'm changed, and I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, just praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Can I ask you just to look to your right? Yaku's standing at the one door over there. He's just showing you the way. We've got a prayer room over there. We've got men and women prayer counsellors. And if you would like prayer or you you actually receive Jesus' forgiveness or ask Him to be Lord, we encourage your next steps to tell someone. And as you tell them, they can tell you about a foundational step. They can pray with you. For people who are getting water baptised, we're going to be celebrating with them outside. New people, grab your first coffee at the Red Banner. I love my view groups. People... You guys can also get information there, any information you need. Have a great Sunday. God bless you guys.